God's word this morning to Genesis 13. Genesis 13. Pray for me. Just, uh, like I said, I, I feel like I'm out, of, I'm out of wind at the moment. So just pray for me. <clears throat> Genesis 13. Stand with me, if you will, when you find your place in God's word. Genesis 13. We'll read just the first nine verses, and I've got a lot of scripture this morning, so we'll read just the first nine verses, and then we'll pray, and you can be seated. The Bible says, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him, into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai, under the place of the altar which he had made there at the first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abram, and flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right or if thou depart to the right hand, then I'll go to the left. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for your grace and for your mercy, Lord, and pray that you touch all the objects, all the hurting people out there. Lord, we thank you for Mountain View. We thank you for those that have come and visited with us this morning. Lord, we pray that you just touch us each and every one. I pray that you'd help us, God, ever to be looking upon you and your son Jesus, God, for the answers in our lives. We thank you for already having an answer to all of our situations and all of our problems, Lord, but we will still pray and ask you to lead and guide and direct according to your will. Well, Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Now, I realize, I'm going to tell you first, I realize when we read our text here in Genesis, it calls Abraham Abram, but I'm going to call him Abraham just for sake of my sanity. Uh, God changed his name to Abraham, so we'll just go with Abraham. So I know it says Abram, but I'm going to call him Abraham. I have a challenge and a thought this morning, mainly to the men in the house this morning, thinking about Lot. title of my message this morning is Lot Lost a Lot. He lost a lot. When we think of the story of Lot, it's very well known to many of us, but what do we think of? Sodom and Gomorrah. We think of Lot's wife turning to salt. That's what I think of. When I think about these story, I think about Sodom and Gomorrah, and I think about Lot's wife turning to salt. But we realize when we read through the scripture, I believe you'll find that the issue truly and why Sodom and Gomorrah, maybe God would destroy it anyway, but Maybe why we find Sodom and Gomorrah here in this text and why we find Lot losing his, life, his wife, he lost a lot of other things. And so we see there in the, the first part of chapter 13, we find that 
there was an issue they Abraham and Lot ran into that they were going to have to part. They had many cattle. They had a great estate of their own and just wasn't enough land for them to, to, to kind of roam around on top of one another. So they had to separate. And you find Abraham, he is indifferent about the separation. He says, you'll find in verse 9, he says, you go to the left, I'll go to the right. You go to the right, I'll go to the left. And there's a lot to learn from Abraham in that aspect. Being indifferent about which direction we go. We'll get to that in just a moment. But Lot, he was corrupted with sin as we all are but not sold out to the direction of God in his life. We would think that Lot, his uncle, was Abraham. God's man that he made a covenant with. Someone that God used to grow a nation, blessing a nation from his family still today. You would think Lot would be a spiritual giant. Because Abraham was his uncle. But he wasn't. And the story that we have today about Lot is a sad story. But one I believe we can learn from, especially men as we lead homes. One we can learn from. Now, go with me, verse number 7. The Bible says, And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle, and the herdman of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite, and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. Verse 8 says, And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdman and thy herdman, for we be brethren. Abraham set an example of a Christian walking and dealing in this life of how one should carry themselves. He valued peace. Between him and Lot, his brother, and Christ, and Lot and his herdmen. He valued the relationship of those that worked for him. He says there can't be division between us. Men, women, everybody, Christians, there's no place for division between us. There's no place. It ought not be that there's division. Now, we don't sacrifice truth just to... Keep things cool and everything be okay. But there's no place for division. Verse 9 says, Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. He's indifferent. Supplication to God's will is exemplified through indifference for the path that we take. Abraham is indifferent to Lot for their separation. Essentially, he was fine with whatever path that he took, whatever path that he was given by the choice of Lot. Regardless of what stood ahead, Abraham knew that God was with him and that keeping the, the peace between his and Lot's, work, Lot's workmen was of utmost importance. That was the most important thing. We're brethren. We keep the peace. And 
So Lot, we begin to see his path to destruction start to unfold and read in verse 10, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Lot, his path to destruction, it starts first. Here we go, if you take notes. His path to destruction in verse 9 and 10, it starts in the direction that he took. The direction that he took. And next, his path to destruction continues in his perception of Sodom. Let me say this, I heard this many years ago, the first time I ever preached out of these, this text, even the grass is green over a septic tank. My backyard, now, where Shelby and I built our house in 2019, and, and uh, we, I just got the grass good and going, and if you've ever got grass started, you know what kind of labor that is, and uh, finally got the grass started and going, and, and we fenced it in for our dog, and the drain field of the septic runs right through that backyard. And you can drive by my house, and I drive by it every day, Brother Sam. And that is the greenest, luscious grass in Leicester. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, you just want to go lay in it and, and, and do, do grass angels. And, and just, I mean, it just looks beautiful. I'm like, how can we get this over to a hayfield? Amen. Beautiful. But you know what's under it? It's a septic. That, Abraham or Lot looks out to, towards Sodom and Gomorrah and he sees the beauty. What does it say? It was well, verse 10, that it was well watered everywhere. He looks out and his perception of Sodom was, man, look at the beauty of Sodom. That it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord. That's how beautiful it was. It was, it was like unto Eden. Man, he looks out and he sees that green grass and he sees probably somebody else's cattle out there grazing and, and it just looks like something off of a, of a picture book and, and it looks off something uh, like, like something you would see on, an, on a postcard. It looks beautiful out there towards Sodom. And his perception of Sodom, that's the way I'm going to go. He took that direction because his perception was, look at the beauty. Who could blame him? I've got to feed my cattle. I've got to feed my family. I've got to feed my workmen. I've got to feed these people. I'm, hey, I'm going to take that direction. But Abraham, he may, may have looked in his direction, and it looked dreary. It looked bad. It looked dusty. It looked, but God, I know his faith. Lord, I know that I may go this direction, but you're going to take care of me. You're going to feed my family. You're going to feed my animals because you promised me you were going to. You're going to take care of my workmen because you told me that you would. And you're faithful to your word. And you've been faithful to your word. Lord, I don't care which way I go. I can go towards the green grass or I can go towards the rocks and the, and, and the serpents and the, and the dust. Whichever way I go, I'm indifferent because I trust you. Amen. Lot's perception of Sodom, that's the issue. You begin to see that he, didn't, he, he wasn't necessarily, it wasn't about keeping the peace. You give a child a choice. I'm going to give you candy or I'm going to give you vegetables. What are they going to take? They're going to take the candy. They're children. That's, that's just how they do. Adults, we do, sometimes we do the same kind of thing. I'm kind of like, I get done eating, i got to have sweets. I just, I have to. Get me an Oreo and some milk, I'm happy. I just, that's just how I am. You give me a choice, that over some bitter, nasty uh, vegetable that I don't want to eat, I've never even heard of until 2020, I don't, I ain't going to do it. Perception. 
Perception. We look at our world out here today and we, the perception of the world is people, oh, things are going so good. Things are getting better. Everything's getting, it's wonderful. Things are going great. And we may not think that, but the world thinks that. Their perception of the world is that this is just the best place we've ever been. I told my grandmother, who was on the phone the other day, I said, technology is supposed to make life so much easier, so much better, uh, so much more peace, so much more happiness. So much. It has done nothing but destroy the fabric of our society. I mean, have we ever in your lifetime seen a time where people care less about one another, where people uh, get along better with one another, <clears throat> and we enjoy the, the things that technology offers, but it's the perception. We can't live without it. It's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's great, it's blessing, it's wonderful. Indifference. I think about my grandparents and their indifference. I've said it before. They bought a used house in 1963. They've got the same couch they've always had. They've got the same chair they've always had. They had a rotary telephone until the guy from AT&T broke it. Didn't know what he was doing with it. They just were indifferent. They were fine. Whatever I got, I'm good. And I realize they're my grandparents, but they're good people. And that's how they are. They're indifferent. Lot was not indifferent. He wasn't satisfied with, I know the Bible doesn't necessarily say this, but he picked, he picked the green grass of Sodom. So that tells me that he wasn't indifferent. He probably glanced over and thought, I've got the choice. I'm going to the beautiful place. I'm going to the green grass. I'm going to the lush ground. I'm going where my, my cows can eat good. I'm going where my, my family can eat good. His perception of Sodom. Verse number 11. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east. And they separated themselves, the one from the other. Now, in a few minutes, don't turn now, but in a few minutes we'll go to Genesis 19. But at the end of Genesis 19, when God destroys, uh, goes to destroy Lot, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible says that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. God remembered Abraham and remembered his family. Lot was down in Sodom. And so I will tell you this morning that Lot's path to destruction, it came through his separation from Abraham. As we saw there, he chose to go the other direction, away from Abraham, and, and, and it, it wasn't, they had to separate. We see that in the scripture. We see that they weren't going to be able to dwell close together anymore. But his, his lust for uh, whatever desire he had of the fleshly nature, it took him into a bad place. And God remembered him when he started to destroy, uh, we started to destroy uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And so what that tells me is that God loved Abraham and God loved the people in Abraham's family. Lot's path to destruction, it came through his separation from Abraham. I don't believe that Lot was seeking peace. That may just be me, but I think he just saw a good opportunity to have some beautiful land and a good place and just take off and go after it and go enjoy it. And, and I, I believe he was indifferent about his relationship with Abraham. And he gets away from him and thank God... The Lord had mercy on him through Abraham. He pulls him out of Sodom and Gomorrah. But his path to destruction, it comes through separation from Abraham. He separates from him and, man, he separates from him in spirit, in mindset, in belief, in attitude. Verse 12 says, And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. 
He made his direction and his path of destruction can be found in the location that Lot pitched his tent. He made that choice. He made that choice to lean towards Sodom. And it's found, his path to destruction is found in the corruption that he took his family into. Verse 13, it says, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinful before the Lord exceedingly. This was the reputation that these people had. Now, this is, a, this is back in the day. Abraham and Lot, they didn't pull their cell phones out, check out Facebook. Like, I, I wonder if there's a Yelp review for Sodom and Gomorrah. If there was, they probably, as worldly as it was, all the worldly people, they loved it. I believe Lot had probably heard about Sodom and Gomorrah. You know why? People talked. People talked. Hey, man, I've been down there and it is crazy. I've been, Asheville, you don't have to look online to hear about Asheville. People will tell you. People come visit. I always loved it at the bank. People come visit the city in Asheville. And it's like they were so excited to get there. And then they had this shell-shocked look after being there a day. Like, I didn't expect this. I'd say Lot probably heard from somebody, that place is crazy. Those people are wicked down there. Somebody said, I, I, maybe, I maybe said I took my cattle down there to sell them and they are into all kinds of ungodly foolishness. They're so wicked down there in Sodom. You need to stay away. A traveler passing by, maybe selling them something. You go anywhere, but don't go to Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a wicked place full of wicked people. But yet, but yet Lot, he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Lot took his family, I believe, knowingly into corruption because I believe he probably heard about it. Word got around back in those days. It might not be immediate. It might not be instant. It might not be 24-7, but he probably heard about Sodom. But yet he pitched his tent towards it. He took his family into it. I believe he knew. I believe he knew. Well, how do you know that? Because immediately after, it, after the verse 12 that says he pitches his tent towards Sodom, it says, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. These people, they weren't just, just garden variety sinners. They were, they were full-blown into all kinds of crazy ungodliness. He took his family into corruption. Now, turn with me to Genesis 19. Genesis 19. The decisions of Lot took him to destruction in his direction, perception, separation, location, corruption. But then the corruption of Sodom. Ultimately, it took Lot to his destruction. And that's where I said Lot lost a lot. He lost a lot. And we'll find here all that he lost. Verse number one, the Bible says, And there came two angels to Sodom at even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground, and he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night. And wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. This was the, this was the, the attitude of the people, is that, they, hey, we're, we're, we're just hanging out, we're just enjoying it, we're just uh, going with the flow here. Verse 3, And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him. And entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, 
and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of, of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every corner. And they called every quarter, and they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that, that we may know them. The corruption of Sodom, it takes Lot to his destruction because you see right here what the, what the attitude and the mindset and the spiritual condition of Sodom was. These men of the city, they see these new men come around and they came knocking on Lot's door because they wanted to know him. They're not wanting to have a conversation with him. They're wanting to sexually know him. This is the corruption of Sodom. It wasn't God's intention. Sex outside of marriage is not God's intention. But it's a gift of God through marriage. Sex between the same sexes, call it marriage, call it whatever you want, it's wrong. And people say, well, the Bible doesn't explicitly say it. Yes, it does. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for this sin. The Bible explicitly talks about homosexual relationships. If God will rain down fire and brimstone and destroy a city because of their sin, it's pretty clear. Can't get any clearer. And the church is getting full of this mess today. Well, the Bible doesn't exactly say it. Go back to last week. The King James Bible, changing God's word, corrupting God's word. It's right here, folks. God hates this, this sin. But Lot is, is living in this. Lot has Lot chosen to go in this corruption of Sodom. This is the attitude of the world. They're just so willy-nilly and wishy-washy and, and sinful. They just, I mean, they just, they're, they're, they're eat up with their lust. The corruption of Sodom. Now, let's keep reading. Verse number 6. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. This is where you'll find Lot is a fool. Lot's a fool. Do not so wickedly. Look at verse 8. This is insane. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Lot is a fool. In, in his custom, you bring somebody into your home, and you, you, with everything you can, you show them love, you show them compassion, you show them uh, uh, hospitality. But he goes back and he says, hey, don't do anything wicked to these men. And you're like, okay, Awesome. But then he comes back and he says, let me offer you my daughters. This is the corruption of Lot. Lot looked towards Sodom. He saw the beauty. He brings his family into it and he gets corrupted and he gets corrupted and he gets corrupted and he gets wicked. And he protects these men, these angels, over his own daughters. He's willing to offer them up. He's willing to offer their virtue up. He's willing to give them to these ravenous men of the city. He's a fool. He's corrupted. He's wicked. He's evil. Who in their right mind would do that? It takes some serious corruption. And Abraham, back in verse 18, he's interceding for Sodom. He's praying, I've got a family in there. I've got a loved one in there. 
That's the corruption of Lot. It makes me sad. It grieves my heart. Do we not see that today? People just offer children up to the world. Maybe not explicitly say it as he said it here, but I mean just offer them up to the Lord, to the world. Just whatever. Whatever happens, whatever. They're indifferent. They care about them. Lot cared about where Lot was going, but he was indifferent about his family. He's a fool. Verse number six. Or, excuse me, I'm sorry. Verse number nine. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs to be, be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. These, these are ravenous men. They're so eat up in their sin, they're, they're willing to break his door down to get what they want. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. And they smote the men. Watch this. They smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness. Well, look what it says. Both small and great. So that they wearied themselves to find the door. It wasn't just the old men. It wasn't just the middle-aged men. It was old. It was young. Their, their society was so eaten up with sin. It was the old and the young. My mother's a social worker, and you hear about people, I mean, I hear about first graders and second graders uh, addicted to pornography and, and, and kids in elementary school that are, that are smoking weed, and you've got people doing all these things. I don't understand it. It's like ha that never happened when I was in school, and it wasn't that long ago. I was in high school before I got around some of that stuff. I was in college before I got around some of that type of stuff. But yet the great and the small of our society is eat up. And Lot is willing to offer his children up to that world. I'm going somewhere, I promise. It's going to get good here in a minute. Both, great and, both small and great. Verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou there any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and he spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. We saw the corruption of Sodom, we see the corruption of Lot, and then we see the corruption of his son-in-laws. You say, what do you mean? He has corrupted son-in-laws because he's a corrupt man. And he was willy-nilly with his children and they just married anybody. And they married wicked men and they'd never heard Lot talk about the Lord until today. Gets an angel standing in front of him saying, God's going to destroy this place. And then Lot decides, hey, hey, God's going to destroy this place. And they thought of him. Hey, he's just joking. He's just mocking. You see where I'm getting? See where I'm getting? Our choices. Our choices. They affect our children. They affect who our children marry. They affect who our children are around. They affect, affect our, our families, our loved ones, by our choices. What? Lot, Lot saw Sodom, and it was beautiful. That's what he went with. 
This is a good place. We're going to thrive here. His son-in-laws, they laughed at him. Verse 15, we've got a lot of verses to read here. And the morning arose. Then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of this city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. What does it say at the first part of that verse? And while he lingered. He knew destruction was coming, but yet he's lingering around. He's hanging around in Sodom. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto to them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold now, the, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, the, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city, for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen, risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained, rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which, he grew, upon the, that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Lot, he lived in a corrupt city. He was corrupt. His son-in-laws were corrupt and his wife was corrupt. Why? The angels told him not to look back. But she had grown to love Sodom and she looked back. I just got to look on it one more time. I've got to look at home one last time. And she turns to a pillar of salt. Many archaeologists and scholars believe that Sodom somewhere in the range of the Dead Sea. You know what the Dead Sea's full of? Salt. She became like the very ground on which Sodom stood. Lot lost his wife. To the world. He lost his wife to the Lord, world. He lost himself to the world. He lost those son-in-laws to the world. Going on, verse 27. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld. And lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. He's looking over that way and he sees this destruction. Could you imagine what the final destruction of this earth will look like? My goodness. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot, but of the midst of the overthrow, when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. Now we're wrapping up here on our scripture reading this morning. And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelled in the mountain. And his two daughters with him, for he feared, feared to dwell in Zoar. Finally got some fear dwell, uh, in him somewhere. And he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. 
And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in, and lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also, and the younger arose and lay with him, and he perceived not. When she lay down, nor when she arose, thus both the daughters of Lot with child. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. The children of Abraham or the children of Lot were corrupted. I mean, we've went from where he lives. We've went to him individually. We went to his son-in-laws. We went to his wife, and now his children are corrupted. That's not God's plan. That's not God's plan at all. That's crazy. That's messed up. That's wild stuff. I've heard people say, I can't believe the Bible because the Bible talks about Lot and his, and his daughters having children together. And I told this guy, I said, read it. That is exactly against what God was trying to establish when he established the family. It's not in here to try to promote uh, incestuous relationships. In here, it's in here to show where sin can take you. This was not God's plan for, his, for Lot's children to be so corrupt that they, the only option out in their life was to lay with their father. That's wicked. It's evil. It's ungodly. But look at what it says here. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab, the same as the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger she also bare a son and called his name Benami, the same as the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. Lot's children were corrupt, and then Lot's lineage is corrupt. You find with the Moabites and with Ammon, they, they did nothing but, but hurt and fight and harm and attack and abuse Israel throughout the history. The children of Lot stood against God's people. The grandchildren of Lot stood against God's people. The great-grandchildren of Lot stood against God's people. What I'm getting at, what I'm preaching to you today, and I'll be done in just a moment, is that men, where we lead our families and where we take our families, it has an effect, not just on us. I can be guilty thinking, well, I just want, I just want Josh to be happy. As long as Josh is happy, everybody else will get it. Everybody will come around. That is not a way to lead your home. We should have indifference. Lord, wherever you lead us, I know you're going to take care of us. Like Abraham, I don't know where we may go, but Lord, you've given me this family. You've given me these cattle. You've given me these, these people to be around me. And Lord, I know you're going to protect me. Lord, I know you're going to bless me. I didn't think I was going to feel like this this morning. I'm feeling good. Lord, wherever we go, whatever direction we take, you're going to be there for us. But don't be like Lot, men. Don't lead your family into this world. And it's not just Asheville. It's down here and it's in Tuxedo. And it's over in Zirconia. And it's up in Leicester. And it's over in Madison County. It's all over the place. We like to throw rocks and we like to throw eggs. And we like to, to, to cast judgment on Asheville. We like to cast judgment on the worldly places around us. But it's right here, folks. Your children can be eat up with the world living in your home in Little Tuxedo and Little Leicester. Wherever it is, they can be eat up with the world sitting in the home while you're scoffing about the world out there and you might be the one that have led him there Whew. praise the Lord don't be corrupted by this world and don't pitch your tent towards it I think Lot he pitched that tent day by day and week by week and week by week he got closer and he got closer and he got closer until he started living in Sodom 
He said, the Bible said that the angels, they went into Lot's house, didn't they? That tells me Lot lived in Sodom. Tells me he, 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 he set up some roots and some foundations around Sodom. Men, don't lead your, don't lead your family into that. You know why? Because it's going to corrupt you. And you're going to be indifferent about what happens to them. You're going to be indifferent. They're going to get into some stuff. They're going to get into some messes. I'm, hey, I'm not, I'm not at that point where I've got kids to worry about some of these things yet, but it's going to get there. I don't ever want to be indifferent about what happens to my children. I don't want to willingly offer my children up to the devil in this world and let him pervert their little minds. It's happening earlier and earlier. We wonder why we have issues. There was a murder over in uh, Canton over our way earlier this year, and it was so gruesome, and it was so... That stuff, when it gets close to home, it really hits different. And we wonder, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? I'd say somebody pitched their tent towards Sodom. Somebody built a house in Sodom. Somebody was indifferent about what happened to their children. Men... It's our responsibility to, responsibility to lead these children. It's our responsibility to lead our wives. It's our responsibility to put our homes in a godly place. We shouldn't be promoting ourselves and, and going the direction we think is right. We should be on our face saying, Lord, take me whichever way you see fit. And it might be dry ground, but you'll take us through. Don't take your family into Sodom. You know what happens? Your children. When you're indifferent about their children, they're indifferent about themselves. We see self-esteem, self-worth issues. People are indifferent. Young people are indifferent about themselves. They don't value virginity. They don't value virtue. They don't value things. I'm not just going to say old-fashioned things that we think's right. I'm saying biblical things. They don't value it. Why? Why? What's the example? Adults, what, what example have we set in their lives? Oh, Lot, he didn't value his daughters. He didn't value their virtue. You know why? Because Lot was corrupt. You know why? Because Lot pitched his tent towards a corrupt city. You know why? Because Lot built a house in a corrupt city. He asked for it. Then he goes to his son-in-laws, who I believe, now it doesn't always happen, but maybe... It could have been different. Maybe, maybe two things could have been different. Maybe had Lot been who he needed to be, they wouldn't have been in Sodom in the first place. Or if he was, he would have brought revival to Sodom. But Lot, his daughters might have married godly men. Could have married godly men. Our children, nine times out of ten, they just lead by example we set. They, they just carry our standards. They just carry our instruction into their marriages. Maybe Lot had been preaching to his son-in-laws. Maybe, maybe his daughters did marry ungodly men. But Lot had been preaching the word to his son-in-laws and telling them about the Lord when he come to them and said, hey, God's going to destroy this place. Let's get out of here. They might have believed him. You can't always control. I mean, we can never control. We can't control family. It gets to the age of these children. We think we can control them when they're little. That's a myth. <laughs> but they get bigger. We think we're in control of who they marry. We're not. They get their own mind. They're going, hey, they're going to do what they want to do. That's part of it. But if you're the example you need to be, 
you might be the key to that person that they do marry knowing Jesus and getting out of Sodom with you. Our children, our son-in-laws, our daughter-in-laws, and our wives. The wife's the weaker vessel. That triggers people these days. It's biblical. It's biblical. You know why? Because God expects a godly man to lead the home. Men love to point that out. You're the weaker vessel, but you know what? They're weaker physically, but men most of the time are weaker spiritually. Lot, man, spiritual, nothing. Weak as dishwater, spiritually. And his wife, she just followed his example, and she looked back to Sodom, turned to a pillar of salt. Men, Don't make those around you pay for your mistakes. Lot's children, they were pushed to a point. The only option. We've got to carry our father's seed. So, so, so far away from God's plan. And then his lineage, Moab and Ammon. For years, for years, thorn in the side for the Israelites. It's just bred into them. You know why? They're bred from sin. They were bred from corruption. The things we do affect our wives, our husbands. They affect our children, and they affect generations to come. They they hated God's people. They hated the Lord. They, they worship false gods. And that was years after Lot had passed on. But Moab, it produced Ruth. Ruth.